the Protectors of the Wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 77, The Emergency Begins. Phoebe stared in astonishment at the strange situation created by the giant 18-wheeler. Its inability to make the turn onto Bridge Avenue and its crash into the double-parked BMW had blocked all traffic going north out of Middletown. Shouts from the other side of the truck had grown louder. Phoebe limped back that way and saw a man screaming at the truck driver, who sat motionless with his face in his hands. Officer Harley walked up to take charge of the situation. His walkie-talkie squawked. Phoebe continued on to the gate of the churchyard where Reverend Tuck and Dr. Bear were staring aghast at the container stretched across their view. Ah, I told them about those trucks. I told them, I told them, no one listens. Phoebe read the six-foot-high letters on the container. Arma Agricor. I've seen a lot of them lately. Arma is owned by the Geddon Insurance Group, Morphe's outfit. People gathered to watch Officer Harley, the BMW owner, and the truck driver argue. You idiot! I'll see you pay more than you're worth for this! Hey, back off before I smash your face! You're illegally parked! Tell it to the judge! Now back up, both of you! If you raise a hand or even threaten again, you're under arrest! Quiet, gentlemen! Show me your papers! Oh, we don't need this. Let's go back where it's quiet. They walked into the shadows under the churchyard trees and sat on a bench. Thunder tolled again like nature's bell, announcing an event to come. Tonight it's gonna burst. Have you seen this? Tuck gave Phoebe a copy of the Middletown Standard. She read the lead article. Police raid on Sammy's coffee shop by Jerome Peabody. Hmm. Let's see what Peabody has to say. In a sad day for Middletown, the police finally raided the local coffee shop during another illegal concert last night. After a long history of complaints about noise, overcrowding, alcohol use, and runaway teenagers, the County Department of Health has responded to the public outcry and shut down this dangerous nuisance. Apparently, the Potato Heads toy store, long a feature of this town, was caught in a wave of illegal activities 
and will also be closed. Oh, I can't stand to read anymore. But wait, is that a picture of the giant tomato in Sammy's window? On the front page? Listen to this. The Middletown Standard is offering to pay a $300 prize to anyone for documented information of where this tomato was grown. Informed sources have told this newspaper that illegal agriculture on public land has produced unusual crops for which the public receives no remuneration and no benefit? The Middletown Standard will speak to any confidential source? Blah, blah, blah. I can't stand it. Oh, I could choke on their hypocrisy. As if they care about the public. But they're on the attack and winning the game at this point. All my projects have come to nothing. Tuck and Dr. Bear looked at each other. Dr. Bear put her arm around Phoebe. But Phoebe, I don't think this game is over yet. We were wondering if you knew what's coming next. We know you helped Abby last night. I'm sorry, Phoebe, if you wanted to keep that private, but I thought you might need us. I do need you, very badly. In fact, this very night, they're still hunting for Abby, and I hope to count on you. The growing noise of the traffic forced Phoebe to raise her voice. A shadow fell over the churchyard, like a sudden eclipse of the sun. Uh, of course! That's why we're bringing this up! What do you expect? They're... they're going to try to trap Abby in the forest! Where? When? How will we know? I'll tell you! Or I'll send you! And please come quickly! The deafening pandemonium of car horns echoed from every direction. Phoebe felt she had to get back on the street. The feeling was growing on her that her time was near. The light was dim. Dusk had come quickly. Phoebe stood up. What? Is that noise? The crazy traffic! I think there's something more. She let her words drift away as she walked back toward Bridge Avenue. Dr. Bear followed. Uh, I'll be here if you need me! Thank you! I'll set for you! Don't forget! The wave of sound had peaked and was on the decline as they stepped onto the sidewalk. The sight was so peculiar that they continued on down Bridge Avenue in amazement, staring through the darkening air. No vehicles were moving at all. The cars and trucks in the traffic lanes were just sitting there. Pedestrians walked anywhere as if the block were closed for a festival. Drivers abandoned their cars and stood on the corners and in the street discussing the situation. Thunder rumbled. 
A siren sounded far away. I'm jittery. Very, very jittery. Twilight had set in sooner than expected. And with a glance, Phoebe understood why. The long bank of clouds over the half-moon cliffs had advanced toward Middletown and the valley to the west, cutting off the setting sun. The clouds were blue-black in places and swirled against the white clouds behind them. The wind had picked up and blew from one direction and then another. Loud voices rose and fell, and a siren wailed from down near Main Street. Dr. Bear spoke in Phoebe's ear. Look at that mob in front of Peabody's. Maybe this is something you understand better than me. Maybe it is, but I don't know what to do. Phoebe spotted Jeremy in the street looking frantically through the crowds of people. Jeremy! Jeremy! She waved her hands high in the air. He saw her immediately and came up close. Any idea what's going on? A bolt of lightning flashed somewhere out over the forest. Thunder rolled. car backed up into a bus on Main Street, blocking traffic. And that truck up by the church blocks any exit. But there's something else. People are starting to panic. They think the storm somehow stopped the cars. And I heard people say they think it's magic behind it all. Magic? Dr. Bear stared at them from one to the other. Lightning flashed again, and Dr. Bear looked up, startled. She pointed at the gathering storm. (gasps) Now what was that? Phoebe and Jeremy stared out toward the cliffs, but could see nothing against the bank of clouds marching over the valley. The lightning flashed again, and for a moment, Phoebe saw a dark, wavering form like an unbelievably large crow. Others had seen it too and were pointing. The thunder crashed, and out of the storm clouds, Phoebe saw a figure riding a sort of pole arrive low in the air. This apparition flew a quick, jagged course, and there was an uneven, high-pitched sound of screeching. It might have been laughter. Phoebe glimpsed a pale face and knew that it was Abby. A loud crack rang out over the town. Thunder rumbled again, and Phoebe lost the vision in the enveloping darkness. Silence prevailed for a few moments. Someone screamed. And then everyone seemed to be talking at once. A few broke down in tears and others shook their fists at the sky. People ran for their houses, but far more people left their houses and gathered in the street. The crowd grew and wild rumors spread. 
Scudder and Milton Morphy appear with many followers. I knew something like this would happen. I knew it. I've been telling you all what to expect. We know who they are and what they're doing. We've been telling you to wake up. Phoebe was thinking. What should I do now? Run for Tuck? Or the haunted house? Not yet. It's not a rescue yet. Phoebe! Jeremy! This crowd needs to calm down, or they'll start doing harm. Where's Reverend Tuck? Isn't this something? That's it. The church. We should get them into the church. Come on! And she began telling groups of people, passers-by, anyone she encountered, that there would soon be a meeting in the church. Come on, come on! A special meeting's been called in the church. Reverend Tuck has news. Come on, everyone. This way. Special meeting in the church. Don't miss it. The word spread like wildfire. Within minutes, the mob, like a huge swarm of bees, began to move toward the wide church door. Phoebe and Jeremy were swept into the swarm and through the doors into a large, dim cavern, lit only by faint chandeliers high above them. Once inside, Phoebe gripped Jeremy by the hand and took refuge against the back wall near the door. Jeremy whispered in Phoebe's ear, Got a plan? I do. You'll see. As they stood there, they listened to the comments of people moving through the aisle or seated nearby. I can't believe this is happening. It's this weird new weather. There was never anything like this in the old days. (laughs) I told you, I told you. Remember what I said? Didn't you see that thing in the sky? You're crazy, Bob. You've always been crazy. Hey, hey, I saw it too. That weird dark thing, uh, like a a witch in the sky. It's revenge for what they did to Sammy and the Hoods. The stores get closed and a witch attacks us. It can't be a coincidence. Where's the police? Either arrest her or we'll do something ourselves. We've got the right to protect this town just like they did in the old days. I called the Mountain Half Moon, told them to step on it. We don't have to take this. That's crazy talk. How can they arrest anybody? Nobody knows who's doing anything. Oh, don't they? Some of us have a pretty fair idea. What are they going on about? The dead end house. 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 Let's go get him! And still the mob swarmed through the great open doors. Phoebe looked for Reverend Tuck in the high pulpit where he did his preaching. But as the crowd assumed their seats, She saw him standing at a podium. 
He raised both hands in the air. People of Middletown! People of Middletown, please, please! The noise calmed down. I'm offering the church for a town meeting. Here we go. Here we go. One, two. One, two, three, blues. Yeah. All right. Got something I want to say. If you would just indulge me for one minute. This is pretty deep, man. Listen, have you ever walked outside your crib and you look up and you see a beautiful blue sky? I think the weatherman calls them azure blue skies. You know, the kind that you can reach all the way up and it seems that you can grab it and connect with Mother Nature. Thank you, Mama Nature. Appreciate you. Then you take it to a step further because this has happened to me. I've noticed trees that are swaying to the rhythm of the wind. The rhythm of the wind. Yeah. But just keeping it real with y'all. Y'all break this down. Break it down. So I, want, I really want everybody to hear this. Thank you. But to keep it really real. You put your ear to the ground and listen to that ominous sound of something that we here like to call thunder rolling. Yeah. I woke up this morning. It was dark about half past three. A thousand miles of thunder clouds was hanging over me. You can say what you want, but a mighty wind is gonna blow. I don't think it's gonna stop now Just cause we say so Oh, we had somebody help me Come on, brother Batten down the hatches Close the shutters Lock the door I will The lightning's gonna flash The thunder's gonna roar I think we all hear That rumbling sound I do, I do, I do Oh, yeah, yeah Go out and listen a good look around mm -hmm. Spit some more, brother See the water rising And the rivers and the shores Don't think it's gonna stop It's gonna rise some more I don't think y'all hear me Hear me loud and clear Loud and clear Cause one of these old days Gonna Come on, Joshua. Let me hear you, brother. Yeah. Across the plains, the hurricanes bring rain and sing. The waves are sweeping over the land. Who knows how long that we can stand? They tell me I'm making it up. 
And I'm imagining things But what's that in the distance Sounds like thunder rolling 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 listening to the protectors of the wood podcast find all our podcasts songs and projects on our website protectorsofthewood.com and to all the eco warriors out there remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts